say PC operating system, we probably Mac. No question. Oh, I didn't intend to start off in such an annoying, alienating fashion tonight, but there you go. Greetings, Tectonic listeners. Station manager Ken here filling in for Tectonic tonight. Tectonic, Mark Hurst program, which chronicles our shift to a digital future. I thought that on tonight's Tectonic, since uh, I don't have an interview prepared or anything really significant to offer up to you, I thought we could do a happy episode of Tectonic. Unlike your typical Tectonic episode, I thought we would bring you only happy news about the world of technology and big tech. Um, Don't get too excited, though. My idea of uh, what constitutes happy news um, is probably uh, different than than most people's. But but here's what we could talk about tonight. Artificial intelligence and model collapse. Uh, Model collapse, a very exciting Um, optimistic theory that's been making the rounds of the internet lately that says that uh, we have passed peak generative language, the generative language models that are out there, chat GPT, uh, et cetera, et cetera, have been trained on human-created content. But now that the internet is filling up with synthetic AI-created content and the AIs will be ingesting that, the quality of uh, AI-generated content is not only going to go down, it is, be going, it is going to become uh, pretty much useless. So that's the theory. That's the, uh, that's the model collapse theory. And by the way, at any point tonight, if you uh, care to call, the phone lines are open, 201-209-9368. Um, 
And the reason why that is good news, the reason why model collapse is good news um, is because it, it empowers human content creators uh, and it, it uh, unempowers the AIs and the companies that have the, uh, the funding necessary to create, um, to create AI content. So that's why that is good news. We touched on this, I think, the last time I filled in for Tectonic a month or so ago. And um, after that episode where we talked about it, I believe, with David Auerbach a little bit, uh, there have been numerous studies that have been released and a whole bunch of articles in various tech and business publications about the theory of AI model collapse. So that's example one of a piece of good news that we could talk about this evening. Um, another one is, of course, something a lot of people are very excited about, um, whether, whether you're an ultimate fighting fan or not. Uh, the idea of Mark Zuckerberg fighting Elon Musk in an octagon uh, or a pit or a thunder, it doesn't even matter. The venue doesn't even matter. Uh, it's one of the most exciting things um, I've heard about recently. Uh, and the reason why that is good news, the reason why the idea of Zuck versus Musk having an actual fight um, is because one of them could die. It's happened. It, it happens a lot, actually. Um, I had a stat. Jeez, I had a stat about the number of people who have died in the ring. Um, and it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of people. So, you know, when you get into a ring uh, to fight somebody, it literally is life or death. And um, we're allowed to hope for the maiming and death of a jerk-off billionaire. I believe we are still allowed to do that. It's a class thing. There's nothing else going on here. Um, and they're saying, uh, many people are saying that it would be the biggest fight ever. Bigger than the rumble in the jungle. Um, I don't know if that was the biggest fight ever. But there have been some big ones. They're talking about, they were talking about doing it in the Colosseum, the actual Colosseum in Rome. And um, I think it really needs a great name. Rumble in the Jungle, of course, was uh, Foreman Ali. So I was trying to come up with a name just to try to bring this thing back because the idea seems to be fading away. Battle of the Billionaires. Tournament of the Tyrants. Or here's my favorite. Rassle of the Assles. Oh, doesn't, doesn't quite make it. Um, all right, going to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome to Tectonic. Hmm. Um, sorry. Was, start. Uh, start all over. Start all over again. Sorry, listener Michael. I just wanted to mention I was once recovering from a two-hour karate do practice, and I watched these two people practicing something else, and it looked incredibly savage and nasty, and it turned out they were practicing jujitsu. 
um, Japanese the Jap- right pronunciation. Incidentally, mean, was it Japanese jujitsu or was it Brazilian jujitsu? Yeah, just traditional Japanese jujitsu. Mm-hmm. That um, you pronounce it jujitsu. Jutsu means technique. Okay. Ju means soft, and it's soft only in the sense that you're not using a staff or a sword, because what they were practicing was like two thirds really hard joint locks and chokes. Oh, really? So you can choke in Brazilian jiu-jitsu? No, no, in Japanese jiu-jitsu. Japanese jiu-jitsu. I have no okay. idea what Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like. Um, there's no, sa- there's no saying. by uh, Sugata Sanshiro because he was trying to create something that would be less dangerous to practice than jiu-jitsu. Uh, he threw out the chokes, I believe, for the most part, or maybe entirely. I believe, you know, Zuckerberg has been practicing Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu, or BJJ. He's been practicing... I have no idea. I know nothing about that except that um, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, his second wife, was a really avid practitioner of it, and he tried to start to do it, but I think uh, he started over 50, and I think he was just a little too broken down to really handle it. Who would you be rooting for in the Zuckerberg versus Musk uh, um, wrestle of the assholes? I'm not rooting for anyone to get killed because I Come on! Believe in that. Michael, Michael, you're allowed to. You're allowed to. It's a class thing. But I don't allow myself, and you they're, have no idea what class I'm in. They're evil uh, billionaires. They're evil billionaires. Come on. So what? They, uh, they, they're humans, and if they let us forget that, then, you know, the worst part of them is one. My preference for a winner is uh, Zuckerberg, because he just seems less of a complete Nazi jerk uh, than Musk. Um, yeah. And also because I think he's practicing... Uh, he, he he practices and he practices hard, whereas Musk seems to really believe that he can just do what he feels like and win because he's Elon Musk. And I think uh, a better lesson for the young is that even if you're incredibly rich, unless you put in the effort, you won't get good at some things. Well, he claims that um, he studied judo. Uh, Kyokushin Karate and Taekwondo as a kid, and he's been training. Uh, he's been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, Zuckerberg. No, Musk. This is Musk. Yeah, okay, no. Z- well. Oh, Zuckerberg's been heavy duty into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for several years now, and in fact, he's met with uh, some of the world's top uh, top well, Jiu-Jitsu the, the experts. Well, the thing about any of these is that any of them if you train very hard, will get you very good. Uh, I didn't train in Kyokushin uh, Karate Do. I knew someone who did, and I went to one of his practices, and it looked kind of weird to me, but there were people there who were very fast and strong because they'd been putting in the work. Uh, But the body you have as an adult is not the body you have as a teenager or an adolescent, and so having done that stuff early on, I don't know how much it uh, would help. I mean, 
uh, Musk, is, I believe, is taller, so you would have leverage. Yeah, he's but, six six uh, inches taller, my friend. Six but a, inches. But a good practicer would practice against people of all sizes and uh, might be able to counter. Um, I just think that... Um, I think that Zuckerberg is just basically a harder worker. And as someone who's been a not very good martial artist, largely because he hasn't put in the work, I appreciate uh, the value of putting in the work. Well, here's what you may not know about Elon Musk, my friend Michael. He has a move called the walrus. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what the walrus is? Um. He just, like, he envelops uh, you. He envelops you and sits on top of you. And he has 50 pounds and six inches on Zuckerberg. He could just, he could just kind of, cons he could gain another 50 pounds before the fight. And then I really don't think that Zuckerberg has a chance. I don't know about that. My, my judo teacher uh, from when I was a child used to talk about the Russian judo team who had a move where if you tried to pin them, they had just trained to do sit-ups so hard that even if you sat on them, they would just do a really good sit-up. <laughs> but a sit-up with a 100-pound weight on the top yes. of your body? Yes. Well, we'll see. The, right. the, the uh, gambling markets do agree with you, Michael. I have to say that DraftKings... Uh, is favoring Zuckerberg very heavily in its betting well, markets. Shall we just say, may the least worst man win? <laughs> Die or win? Win. Win, okay. I mean, not best man, but least worst. <sighs> Fine. Win. Not die. Thanks, Michael. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome to Tectonic. Oh, that was fast. I got to tell my smart speaker to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Tell. Let, let's hear us. Let's hear you tell your smart speaker to shut up. I did. Well, I told it to be quiet. Oh, really? Hey, hey, listen. Uh, remember, I made a joke once, twice before. I said this is the kind of joke uh, that uh, artificial intelligence could never make up. You just reminded me of another one that I said uh, I was going to study no uh, taekwondo, uh -huh. but I said, hey, I already got a black belt in no can do. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Challenge. That's know, pretty and good. And that's the kind of joke that an AI could never come up with. It would never come up with because it. Because it, you know, it plays uh, on how the words would, sound. Huh? It plays on how the words sound when they're spoken. Right. Which is right. Not, not something that AI is real good at. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was... Uh, so it, and the and the artificial intelligence, they were... They, oh, this was a funny thing that I did with... Uh, what is, what is that thing? My brother typed it into a program. One of these things that'll write an essay for you or something like that. What do you call that? Your it, chat it, GPT? The, the, these AI programs, yeah, whatever. Like chat GPT. That's it, right. Yeah. And so we typed in this question. It said, is it true that midgets like trampolines? The idea makes them taller. I just asked that question. And all I got back, it sounded like it was just totally like from a, like from a, a company. You know, it was just totally correct. It is wrong to generalize about people of different, you know, and it, it was just, I was cracking up.
because it was just going so out of its way to be correct. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it didn't. It, it had no sense of humor. It was so inhuman. It was so generic. It sounded like something from the PR department of some. You know, it was like they pulled pulled this out of the file. You know, well, so there's th- don't worry. There's plenty of uh, non politically correct chatbots out there uh, as well these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the controversy with the AI? I mean, because it, it came up in this now the uh, the strike between SAG and the writers union, like, and and. AI was a, was a, an important issue. Yeah, like, yeah. For ge- generating stories, and I don't. You know, what, what, well, not only generating story stories, can, it, huh? it it can generate voices. It can generate, it can generate um, actors and actresses on film. You remember the uh, the deep Tom Cruise fake from a couple of years ago? There was a AI generated Tom Cruise video that you could see. I did. I didn't hear about it, but all I could think is like. Like if you tell it to write a story about this, the, it, I could imagine the ver- the story you could tell would probably be like the monarch notes of a story. You know, it's like it's just not the same thing. You know, <laughs> read the monarch notes; it'd be kind of generic and stuff. And like, yeah, and according to the uh, to the theory beginning to take hold now, the theory of AI model collapse, uh, what we're getting now is better. Is <laughs> the best that we're ever gonna manage to do. Because as AI continues to consume itself to learn language, it's going to and the Internet becomes increasingly filled up with synthetically created uh, text. Yeah, it's going to be it's just going to get worse and worse on top of, uh, of, of generic. It's going to be what, what is the, What is the cliche about some some food that everyone you know, some generic like macaroni and cheese. It's just going to be craft. But this is good news. I think this is good news. It's going to make it's going to make human content stand out more. Um, I think it's going to I think it's going to help human creators. So I'm 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 very pleased with the idea of model collapse, AI model collapse, and I'm really rooting oh, for it, it. It's kind of like genetics. It's like inbreeding so often that everything every, Everything looks great. There's no color. There's no variety. Well, thanks for your call. Is this Herb? Peter from Florida. Oh, Peter, thanks for your call. Sure thing. Um, let's wrap up the, uh, the issue of Zuckerberg fighting Musk. Uh, unfortunately, there hasn't been a whole lot of forward movement on the fight in the last uh, week to 10 days. Uh, the head of UFC, uh, Dana White, claimed that for a while there, up until around the 4th of July, he was talking to Musk and Zuckerberg about the fight every single night, he claimed. He was calling each of them and talking to each of them every single night about it. Uh, but nothing much, has, uh, nothing much has come out in the way of dates or logistics or the charitable element. Of course, they're going to be trying to raise billions and billions of dollars through the fight for charity. Um, and uh, I already talked to you about Elon Musk's signature wrestling move, which, of course, is called the walrus and consists simply of laying on top of your opponent. Um, Now, Zuckerberg has actually been practicing and has been engaging in bouts in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, BJJ, and uh, another one of the best fighters in the world. 
described Zuckerberg's moves and his general demeanor in the ring. It's not a ring. It's a square. But this is how he described him. He said, Zuckerberg is like a feisty Jack Russell. So it's the feisty Jack Russell versus the walrus. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome to Tectonic. Hey, Ken. Didn't know if I can call in this show or not. Oh, hey, Zachary. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Hey, doing well. Doing well. Always a pleasure when you're hosting Tectonic. Oh, thank you. The mark's good, too. But, yeah, no, it's, it's always nice. Well, t- tonight's the uh, happy. Itch for you, yeah, you tonight's know? the happy talk version of Tectonic. We're talking only yeah. about only about good news. Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, I think I'm with you. Where if you really think, isn't it just Picasso's quote, "Good artists copy, great artists steal," and if they just go and suck up, you know, yesterday, like they're just they're going to always be behind. You know, to your point, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the whole idea of. Uh, of the AI model collapse. Yeah, no, it's, and I think it's more just like with a lot of other technology, it's all the interface, right? You know, there's a lot in music production now, there's a lot of easy one click thing, you know, whether it was, you know, this kind of like online AI SaaS, you know, cloud solution or some plugin, right? You mean, you ever do, you mean AI, AI generated music? Um, not pure. You remember Wolfram Alpha's uh, ringtones? You remember I, Wolfram's ringtones? I don't. And that came no. out in the mid noughts No, I don't remember that. Oh, really? You got to look it up. So it was an early generator where you chose genre and uh, beats per minute and different drums behind it. And it would just make up melodies and you could download them. They were like 30 second, 20 second clips. But you could just infinitely generate it. It was just, you know, a crappy JavaScript, HTML, not a beautiful interface. Uh-huh. It worked, and it did what it was supposed to. But if you don't know about that, fall down that rabbit hole. Always looking for a good rabbit hole to fall down. Hey, I look for it on Wednesday show. You know, you'll, <laughs> you'll play a few clips. Yeah, I've been pretty much avoiding AI-generated music. I mean, it is kind of a novelty. Um, well, but... I don't mean like the modern stuff, but I mean, you know, you've messed with artistic tools that had algorithms in it right like any synth any program that had a random sure you know just like uh it was uh dave smith had the poly evolver you know do you ever hear that one it was a a, a nice sense but you could uh, it had a random function oh yeah yeah there have been absolutely massage. yeah absolutely synthesizers and electronic music have been doing that for decades yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but so like to your point it, aren't they just standing on the shoulders of giants? Like, if you don't have to sit there, and you could just go, like, hey, make something. Like, and I'll play it. Like, I just need a noise, and I'm looking to put it over a keyboard and play it. Well, the thing, I think the difference between electronic music and synthesizers that can, you know, crank out all sorts of algorithms and arpeggios and all sorts of things is that those machines, um, I think what, what we think of as electronic music, there's usually a great deal of human intervention in it. Um, oh, and, tremendously. And in fact, a lot of what gets passed off as AI these days has a ton of human intervention in it. Um, but when you get to pure AI and like some of the crap that has been showing up on Spotify. Oh. Uh, I, I don't do Spotify. It's just W from you all the way. You know? uh, yeah, there's right. a lot. There's a ton of AI music on Spotify. Well, 
they're just trying to game it, right? Like, yeah. Don't they just want plays? They just want the clicks? It's like YouTube. Right. You know, all the crappy video. Yeah, and the same uh, thing with generative... Uploads. The same thing with generative language news. There's just thousands of news websites now uh, without yeah. a human being writing a single word where every single article, every single thing you see on the news site is generated by AI. And it's just Who to sell. We needed a tour for humans. Yeah, it's just to sell ads. You know, it's just like. Yeah, it's, it's all some, it is. Yeah. yeah, you've come across those websites. You know, you're searching for some kind of generic. And then you're like, what is this? This is like copy and paste spaghetti garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing useful about the thing, and all it was was keywords, just, you know, what it wanted, this thing. The so-called, where you're always, you're upset by it, but the hallucination. Is there a better term for that yet? Uh, I'm sure there is. People are people remember Wolfram. I'm going to definitely have to check out the uh, Wolfram ringtones. That must oh, have yeah, been. Yeah, no, it's very fun. I don't know if it's still around. That must have been when I got into got a ringtones. Clone or a mirror of it. Yeah, I got I got really into ringtones for a while there myself. All right, Zachary, thanks for Did your you call. Hey, cheers. Kat. Yeah, I was making Pleasure. them. I could I could I could send you a collection of them. Let me know. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We'll trade. I'll send you some ringtones. Okay. See you, Zachary. Hey, cheers. Yeah. Um, another bit of good news um, that we have to talk about later tonight is. Uh, WFMU's own experiments with radio data systems, what's called RDS. Um, it's absolutely the worst technology you've ever seen in your entire life. It's been around for a couple of decades now in FM radio. Um, and it, it shows you uh, the name of the song uh, and the artist and perhaps uh, the call letters and a slogan or ads uh, or the weather or the news on um, this terribly lame eight-character <laughs> screen in your car. It really, truly is one of the worst technologies I've ever, I've ever seen. But we've been um, playing with it, and we've got it going on our 91.1 signal, so maybe we'll be able to talk about that tonight. And uh, then there also was some very major news uh, concerning uh, the copyright uh, defense known as fair use, Supreme Court. Um, came out with a big fair use decision um, oh, a month or so ago, and I'm cursed uh, to know to know too much about copyright. So I thought maybe we could. A lot of people have asked me uh, for my take on that fair use decision by the Supreme Court um, about the Warhol Foundation uh, and the Prince photograph uh, that was uh, changed by uh, by Andy Warhol. Um, but first, let's go into um, the most exciting uh, topic tonight, I think, which is the prospect of uh, model collapse, what's called model collapse um, in artificial intelligence. Uh, we all know that we're living through a complete um, AI craze, uh, a bubble. Uh, so an article today that the CEO of Stable Diffusion predicted that it would be the biggest bubble bursting uh, in the history of the stock market. Um, so we are in the midst of an absolute AI craze. And the stuff that comes out about it uh, in the mainstream press is just beyond belief horrible and wrong and uh, completely off the mark. Uh, but we've lived through these crazes before. Mark Hurst has certainly talked a lot about them. Uh, last year was, or man, what, what was last year? I think in the last two years, we went through at least three. We went through crypto, uh, NFTs, 
and the metaverse. And they all just kind of went poof, except for crypto, except in some ways crypto did go poof. Uh, and then there were so many crazes prior to that. Uh, social media, the Web 3.0. Remember that one? Remember the Web 2.0? Remember the Web? And now um, AI is absolutely being built into every last thing you can imagine, including things that are completely inappropriate for it. There was recently a Gizmodo article about some of the most ridiculous uses of AI in recent memory, which included a suicide hotline, uh, which was using AI-generated voices to provide empathy and comfort to uh, people having suicidal thoughts. Um, talk about a disaster. Uh, Furbies, the, <laughs> the, the toys called Furbies that came out on the market uh, with enhanced AI capabilities. Um, and since the fall of last year, since the fall of 2022, we've seen uh, an absolute explosion in generative models in text like ChatGPT, uh, in image like DALI uh, and MidJourney. Uh, and video, although video still has a couple of months to go, but you you can generate uh, you can generate um, famous people talking on video. There's a hilarious uh, Joe Biden uh, deep fake video that came out from uh, the writers of the uh, the Daily Show. Uh, the AI craze I think that we're going through right now is a little bit different from the crazes that we've had before. I think I guess maybe like all things. These days, people are more worked up um, about it, uh, about the uh, dire things that, that AI can bring about. Um, you know, the, uh, the Terminator, uh, Skynet concept. And there actually have been military uses of AI uh, where autonomous weapons have already um, made decisions to kill people without any human intervention, not by the US military, but by other countries' military. Um, so there have been all sorts of dire warnings, as well as people saying that AI is the most important technology uh, that has ever uh, been uh, unleashed on the world, and it's going to solve every science problem that we've ever had. It's going to cure cancer. It's going to cure Alzheimer's. Hang on a second. I'm... We have an uh, air quality index of about 150 here in Jersey City today, and I'm sure you can hear it in my throat. Um, lots of people have been um, saying that we are approaching artificial general intelligence, something referred to in shorthand as AGI, where uh, machines can actually um, have something resembling human technology, which, which of course is absurd. We're nowhere near that point. Uh, where what we have become very good at doing is creating an illusion of intelligence. And the generative language models are the essence of the illusion of humanity, the illusion of consciousness, the illusion of intelligence. And the way, of course, they've been doing that is by scraping the entire Internet and using all the text that they can find on the Internet as the raw material, almost like uh, I heard it referred to once as a plagiarism engine where everything... <laughs> Everything that you can find is scraped up. And then these generative language models just use mathematics and probability to figure out which word should follow uh, what other word. Uh, 
And this was unleashed upon the world last fall, which means that mid-2022, say uh, July, August, September 2022, might have been the peak moment in terms of human-generated content on the Internet. Last summer, that's when we hit the highest point that humanity has ever hit in terms of the human content available on the Internet. And the reason why that was the high point gets us to the idea of model collapse. Because beginning um, around last October, November, when these tools such as ChatGPT Chat became publicly available, the Internet started filling up with material that was created by these synthetic programs. And then the synthetic programs would gobble that up and uh, spit that back out. Um, so the whole idea of the model collapse idea is that this is like making a Xerox of a Xerox and then making a Xerox of that. Um, or last time I filled in for Tectonic, I used the analog cassette tape metaphor that uh, it's like making a copy of a cassette and then taking that cassette copy and making another copy from that and then making another copy from that and so on and so forth. Um, I realized <laughs> I realized that there's uh, the best metaphor for this idea is sitting in the WFMU record library. Uh, and it's a piece of uh, classical music slash art called I Am Sitting in a Room by Alvin Lussier. I'm sure a lot of our listeners tonight are aware of what this is. And uh, I think it's the best audio metaphor that I can come up with for the whole idea of model collapse. Alvin Lucier sat in a room. He'll explain it to you. Let's, we're not going to hear the whole thing. It's 45 minutes long, but we are going to hear how it proceeds. I did this once with a CD on the air, and it was a complete disaster. And I realized I got to do it with vinyl where I can pick up the needle. So we're going to hear Alvin Lucier uh, explain it once, and then we're going to start jumping through the record uh, and hear how the intelligibility uh, gets worse and worse. The communication gets worse and worse. And something else happens. We start hearing something which some people have described as the actual room, the acoustics of the room, although that's arguable. But let's listen to this just as a metaphor for the theory of model collapse of AI systems. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the resonant frequencies of the room reinforce themselves so that any semblance of my speech with perhaps the exception of rhythm, is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. 
I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. Okay, so that's Alvin Lussier's first pass at I am sitting in a room, and now we're going to start jumping forward. That first piece, you could think about that as a metaphor for the way the Internet was during the summer of 2022 before generative AI language models <laughs> were released to the public. Now let's jump to the beginning of side A of the LP of I am sitting so in a room. semblance of my speech. This is approximately 25% of the way into the piece. And I don't think he explained, I thought he did, but he, he did not explain exactly what's going on. He has a room, and in one corner of the room, there's a pair of speakers and a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder. And in the other corner of the room, there's also a pair of speakers and a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder and a microphone as well for recording. And after speaking, the piece the first time. He then records it across the room and then plays it back and records it again from the other side of the room. This is a quarter of the way into the 45-minute piece, I Am Sitting in a Room. Let's go to the end of side A. You can almost make speech out. Let's flip the record and go to side B. There's the beginning of side B. The middle of side B. finale 45 minutes later now there was actually a uh, two academic research papers that were released in the last uh, month or two about this problem, about AI generative model collapse as AI models uh, absorb uh, more and more of the crap that AI is, is uh, kicking out. And here's one article um, about uh, the, one of the academic papers I actually put on tonight's playlist page. Um, it was written by uh, Ilya Shumelov uh, at Oxford University along with a team of other people. And uh, there's an article in the business paper Venture Beat about that uh, research project, and it's called the AI Feedback Loop. Researchers warn of model collapse as AI, tra as AI trains on AI-generated content. And now I'll read from it a bit. 
Now, as more people use AI to produce and publish content, an obvious question arises. What happens as AI-generated content proliferates around the internet and AI models begin to train on it instead of on primarily human-generated content? A group of researchers from the UK and Canada have looked into this very problem and recently published a paper on their work, and that's the paper that I've linked to on tonight's playlist page at WFMU.org. Uh, they published a paper on their work in the open access journal ARXIV, uh, A-R-X-I-V, I don't know how that's supposed to be pronounced. What they found is worrisome for current generative AI technology and its future, and now they're quoting from the paper, we find that use of model-generated content in training causes irreversible defects in the resulting models. So, you know, they're talking about that like it's a bad thing. The, I love the fact that AI <laughs> is just gonna, is just gonna fail miserably. Um, here's a little subheadline that says, filling the internet with blah. Specifically, looking at probability distributions for text-to-text -text and image-to-image -image AI gener generative models, the researchers concluded that, quote, learning from data produced by other models causes model collapse, a degenerative process whereby over time, models forget the true underlying data distribution. This process is inevitable, even for cases with almost ideal conditions for long-term learning. Um, they're talking about um, how this is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> the Wall Street Journal um, also did an article about this same uh, research paper. And the Wall Street Journal's recent uh, article was called AI Junk is Starting to Pollute the Internet. And uh, it's about it's about um, some of the news sites that have been popping up with nothing but fake uh, AI generated news uh, to generate content and then sell ads on the traffic. Uh, and they write that in early May, the news site rating company NewsGuard found 49 fake news websites that were using AI to generate the content. And by the end of June of this year, the tally had hit 277. Um, and I know Without, without doubt, I am encountering more and more AI-generated material all the time, not only music on Spotify uh, and the occasional viral video, um, but mostly what I'm, I'm encountering is just on news sites, articles that are clearly, clearly written by AI. And there's, I think, all sorts of, all sorts of weird giveaways, not to mention the, the emails uh, and things like that that come my way. Um, all the time. Now, this Venture Beat article, by the way, if you uh, feel like calling in, this is station manager Ken filling in for Mark Hurst on Tectonic tonight. Phone number is 201 209 9368. Sheila B is filling in for It's Complicated tonight. Yes, WFMU's First Lady of Prague will be here uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. tonight. And uh, also next week, uh, Mark actually, f what is Mark doing next week? He, he will return from his vacation uh, and he has an author on Josh O'Kane, um, who is the author of a book called Sideways, The City Google Couldn't Buy. Uh, and he's talking about something that Mark has talked about a few times now, 
uh, Google's attempt to take over Toronto, to turn Toronto into a surveillance city and the way Toronto fought back and prevented it from happening. Um, back to this VentureBeat article about the idea of AI model collapse. They talk about um, it as a bad thing. Um, we know that it's really a good thing uh, because it will enhance and empower human creators and human creations over synthetic creators and synthetic creations. Um, they have a headline here that says, Ways to Avoid Model Collapse. Fortunately, there are ways to avoid model collapse, even with existing transformers and LLMs. LLMs are large language models. Um, the researchers highlight two specific ways to avoid model collapse. The first is by retaining a prestige copy of the original exclusively or nominally human-produced data set and avoiding contaminating it with AI-generated data. Then, the AI model could be periodically retrained on this data or refreshed entirely with it, starting from scratch. I can't stop from laughing because what they're saying is, uh, what they seem to be saying is, let's keep a copy of the internet the way it was before we started all this crap. June 2022, that's when the internet was almost completely filled with human-created content and had almost no AI-created content on it. Let's just keep a copy of the internet from June 2022 and train all our future models on it. It's just an absurd idea. It... Will it have any idea of something that happened in December of 2022? <laughs> okay. Uh, and then other, other people have had similar ideas where like, okay, we're going to set up a site that's only for human content. And we're going to keep all the bots off of it. We're going to keep all AI off of it. And we're going to use that as our training data, that we're going to use that as our training set. Also, kind of absurd, but, but they're already trying to do that. Uh, Reddit and archive.org, uh, two large sites that have recently found themselves getting scraped because they have so much human-generated content on their sites. Um, and that is actually what led to uh, the Reddit wars um, and Reddit deciding that they were going to try to put an end to the scraping and to these third-party applications uh, that, that utilize the data on Reddit uh, unless, they, unless people were paying for it. So anyway, that's the first idea of how to avoid model collapse. It doesn't seem very doable to me, uh, given where we are now in this, this incredibly rapid acceleration of crappy AI content um, getting onto every corner of the internet. The second way that this article talks about avoiding model collapse is, uh, <laughs> it's also laughable, <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. The second way to avoid degradation in response quality and reduce unwanted errors or repetitions from AI models is to introduce new clean human generated data sets back into their training. Um, Okay, so uh, once again, and then this gets to a secondary problem. How do you know any content is human generated? 
Um, how do you know for sure that content is uh, synthetically generated? And there have been some academic uh, researchers out there talking about the importance at this point of um, watermarking, basically watermarking all the new content that goes onto the internet. So you can imagine it kind of like um, a Getty image watermark. So when you see a photograph and uh, Getty has put their watermark over it, you know that it's part of the Getty collection. And that actually is helpful. It tells you that it's probably genuine. It's probably real. So that's an example of uh, what a lot of people, not a lot, but <laughs> actually very few people are advocating that human content start being watermarked or encrypted in some way that proves that it's human generated. I don't know how you would do that. Uh, and the same for synthetic content, that synthetic content needs to be identified in the same way that when you're reading uh, what's called a sponsored ad in the New York Times, uh, somewhere, hopefully somewhere on the page, it says paid advertisement. So it's identifying it. Um, this also just uh, g given where we are now and the acceleration of this uh, syndrome uh, and what we're seeing, it, it does not seem realistic to me. Um, also, there have been quite a few quite a few uh, academics and uh, companies out there that have attempted to uh, use AI. This is a classic Mark Hurst uh, syndrome that he that he warns us about, uh, which is that every time big tech has a problem, they decide that the way to solve that problem is with more tech. So, of course, the problem with AI, uh, AI generated crap taking over the Internet is that we just need a tool that big tech would say we just need a tool to detect it. All we need is an AI detection program. Problem solved. Uh, this has proved to be practically impossible from what I've read. Uh, and the reason why it's so incredibly difficult uh, for an AI to tell you what was written by an AI is because there's so many generative models at this point. It's not just ChatGPT uh, or BARD or Stable Diffusion. Uh, there, there's just thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of generative language models, just, just talking about language models, not even talking about uh, image generative image or video models or audio models. Uh, it, would be, it would be very, very difficult, if not impossible, to come up with a one-size-fits-all uh, de detection algorithm to tell you what uh, is AI-generated and what is human-generated. Uh, the phones are ringing, so... We're going to go to the phones. We only have about seven minutes before It's Complicated. Tonight, guest hosted by Sheila B. Hi, welcome to Tectonic. You're on the air. Hi, Ken. Hi, who's this? This is Dan from Bayonne. Hey, Dan. Uh, just a question for you. I hear a lot of people saying, yourself included, there's all these articles written by AI. There's all these emails written by AI. Give me one article that's written by AI. I want to see it. Uh, email me and I'll send you a whole bunch of them. All right. Are you, are you, are you doubting that there's uh, articles out there on the Internet written by? I'm not, I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it, but I just need an example. Okay. I see them all the time. 
Um, I mean, can you can you think of one off the top of your head? Um, yeah, I don't remember where I saw it, but I can tell you one off the top of my head, and I can tell you how I knew it was, or how I figured it was probably AI. Um, I live up near Pennsylvania, and uh, we have you know a lot of critters in the woods, and I was uh, curious about bobcats uh, and whether New Jersey actually has bobcats. So I'm doing a little bit of research on bobcats and seeing if there have actually been any verified bobcat attacks in New Jersey. There haven't been. Um, and I came across uh, an article which was about wildcats in New Jersey. And um, it was so incredibly repetitive in you know every paragraph kind of starting off the exact same way as the previous paragraph. And then at one point it said, you know, native, native wild cats to the state of New Jersey include mountain lions, bobcats, and fisher cats. And here's the thing, fisher cats are not cats. They're not cats at all. They're not even close to being cats. They just are called cats. So that to me was the final tip off that, that this was not written by a human being who knows anything about the subject. Uh, watch your language. Um, yes, it could have been a crappy journalist, ex except for the repetitive nature of it. But I, I can email me at ken at WFMU.org, and I'll send you a bunch of examples of uh, AI-generated news stories. Thank you, Because there's tons of them out there. See you, Dan. All right. Thank you. Sure. Email me at FMU, you're on the air. Welcome to Tectonic. Hi, Hi Ken. This is Sam in Jersey City. Sam the Appraiser. Yes, and I have to warn you, this call is being watermarked because I am not a computer. Can you prove you're not a computer? Sure. Is a fisher cat a real cat? No. Good. You're human. Very good. Let me pinch myself. Ow. Okay. That proves it, too. Um, anything, so, on uh, your, anything on your mind tonight, Sam the Appraiser? Well, I, I was thinking if this if this model collapse happens, it's 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 great because it'll destroy AI. But won't it also hurt people because people will be relying on this false information also? Uh, will will AI? I don't th I don't think that it hurts people when it's harder to create, you know, erroneous synthetic content on the internet. I, I think that helps people. Right, but won't people trust all this AI-generated stuff they read? Well, they already do. Hmm. But um, I don't know how that hurts them if it makes it more difficult to crank more and more out. And, and yeah, it's certainly the AI model collapse is not going to put an end to mis- and disinformation on the Internet. I mean, human beings are, are going to continue cranking that out all by their lonesome. Yeah. Also, I think uh, Elon Musk is going to win because... Have you seen Mark Zuckerberg? Like, he looks like a, a five-year-old. He's, he's pale and he's got no muscle tone. Oh, no, he's got a lot of muscle tone. Have you seen the pictures of him lately? He's, um, he's absolutely no. buff. Yeah, no, man, he's, he's looking good. But he is tiny. He's but tiny. his face is so boyish. He's no match for Elon Musk's signature move, the walrus. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Musk is going to win. Musk, Musk wants it. Musk's a tough guy, and Zuckerberg is a nerd. Yeah, and I do think yeah. uh, I think Musk would cheat, or he would pull out at the last minute, or he he would do something. He might pay Zuckerberg off. 
But uh, I, I do think that Musk's best chance at winning, he's six inches taller than Zuck. He already weighs 50 pounds more than Zuck. I think he should put on another 50 to 75 pounds. And then, <laughs> and then it's going to be like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus sumo wrestling. And I think what Musk is, will win. And Musk is, Musk, is, Musk is going in as a uh, betting underdog. DraftKings has him as the underdog. So, you know, that would be a good bet. I'll have to tell Andy Breckman, the, my friendly neighborhood gambling addict, um, about this plan. If they do it in outer space, then the weight won't make a difference. Well, Sam, the appraiser, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. The first lady of Prague is here and she's ready to go. So I got to make way for her. And uh, this is station manager Ken filling in for Tectonic tonight. Mark Hurst will return next week with his guest, Josh O'Kane, author of a book about the way Toronto uh, fought off Google from turning Toronto into a surveillance city. The book is called Sideways, the city Google couldn't buy. And this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Thanks to everybody in the chat room tonight. And uh, thanks to everybody listening and everybody who called in. And uh, Mark returns next week. I'll be back with my own show Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Stay tuned for It's Complicated Tonight, guest hosted by Sheila B. and religious leaders that have shocked this city over the Hello? Month, Hello? Suddenly as they began. No Perhaps you need another shot. Responsibility for the slaves. But police have a suspect in custody under observation uh, at state hospital. Uh, should do it. further investigation. Sports and weather. Now. Sweet dreams. You bastard.
WFMU listeners, it is so good to be back and to be back specifically in this slot. Thank you, Dave Mandel, for having me this evening. Thank you, Ken Friedman, for calling me WFMU's First Lady of Prague. I accept that title wholeheartedly. It is a place that I've been residing now for a couple of years. I left the safety of female pop land, which I had been living in for about 30 years until I found Genesis (laughs) and everything in my life changed and um, and I'm just loving these records that I've been that I'm playing you tonight that I've been discovering myself some that have been with me for a long time some that I've been just listening to for this show because I'm like I can't be listening to Genesis all day every day if I'm going to be wanting to bring a kind of a different show to It's Complicated. Wow, I'm actually a bit nervous. This feels like a responsibility. Um, I take my prog very seriously, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Um, It is a delicious feeling to be here, and thanks again to Dave Mandel. So what does the first 